Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. I am your interim host, Colin Hansel. Donovan is uh, absent for the day. He gave us the heads up, the AOK to record without him. He's very busy with work, real life, important stuff. So he'll be on next episode. I hope maybe he hates us now. I don't know. He's got a big new blog. Make sure to check it out. Uh, and with me today is co-host Ben Schmidt and his special guest Ali Halawa. Today is our special fantasy football breakdown episode. We're giving you expert advice. Three former champions in the room right now. Donovan would have made it four, but we got three former champions right here. We're giving you expert advice uh, all for free. Although I would warn you to take Ben's advice with a grain of salt. He did come in last place in our league last year. Yeah, last year was not a very kind year for me. Although I will say, I believe in the history of this league. I'm I'm not totally sure, but in the history of this league, which is now going on like seven or eight years, I believe that was the first time I, that I just didn't make the playoffs in general. And that was because I just got incredibly unlucky with Calvin Ridley having a gambling problem and Derrick Henry being out for the season right after I traded for them. But I will say all three of us are very excited to do this episode. I mean, we've been going at the like the mock drafts and everything. We're probably looking at a month now since we've really all started really getting into the fantasy thing. So middle of July is, is a little bit early to start getting hyped for it. But I mean, we've been we're, we're ready to go and we still got almost a whole nother month till the season even starts. This will be fun. Yeah, and Ali over here has been in our league for two years, and both of the years he he won one year and he got second the other year, so he's been hot. He's been hot lately for sure. I'm just a fantasy expert. I'm looking to continue my streak this year. I'm definitely winning the league this year, coming in hot. All my doubters they've they've been doubting me. They've been saying it's all been flukes. I'm I'm proving wrong this year. They can't say too much. Try to make you three years in a row. So we'll start here. Ali's favorite player on his favorite team, Christian McCaffrey. He was the number one overall pick last year in almost every league and got hurt immediately, missed a ton of games, missed over half season. So what the hell do we do with Christian McCaffrey this year, Ali? So Christian McCaffrey's ADP right now is number two. Do you really want to take Christian McCaffrey at one or two? The big question is if he's healthy. Is he going to be as good? Because everyone's like, oh, you got to look at the upside. But if you actually, like, pay attention to what Matt Rule has been saying and all, they want to keep him healthy. They don't want to – they don't want him on the field 90% of the time, giving the ball 50% of the time. They, they're not trying to do that anymore. They just signed Dante Freeman from the Titans, who had, like, a pretty pretty good season with Titans, and they drafted Trevor Hubbard the year before. So they're looking to give him some help in that backfield. They did draft some O-linemen. So it's looking good for the offense, but I think Christian McCaffrey's role is going to like take a big, like major step down. He's going to, he's still like our best player. He'll be there on third down red zone, all that. But I think like he'll be that type of player to give you 16, 17 points a week, not 25, 26. So one or two, you could, you could really go ahead and take him at one or two, but I'd wait for later on like one Oh six with a piss fire, like my favorite spot to take Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it's a dilemma with McCaffrey for sure because, I mean, the name of the game in fantasy football, especially with running backs, is 
running backs who catch the football and especially in PPR leagues can really get you your points there in that category. And that's why we saw running backs last year, like Najee and Eckler have such big seasons because they also do a lot of work out of the backfield on the pass catching. And when McCaffrey's on the field, he certainly has that upside on it. Maybe if, if he's not in a more split backfield, he has more upside than everyone, anyone. But like you said, the, the role usage this year will probably take a step back for me personally. It's, it's a really tough situation. It's because I think Taylor, I, I think, should be the lock for number one. And then I think two and three is where you, you should see um, an Eckler and maybe a Cooper Cup go around in that range. And then really once you get to four or five, six, that's when it really gets tough. You're comparing guys in that range. Christian McCaffrey versus Derrick Henry. Christian McCaffrey versus a Justin Jefferson if you're at like the sixth spot. I, I think – you gotta be you gotta be willing to take that risk, and I also think if you're going to take McCaffrey in that range, you have to stockpile a little bit of running back depth, just because there there is a probability that he misses some time. And I think the other thing with McCaffrey that makes you a little bit uneasy is it's not like there's an elite handcuff option there. There are good running backs in that system, but when you draft, let's say a Dalvin Cook, and then if you pair that at Madison, you know you're going to have a top ten running back every single week because when those two guys are on the field, no matter which one it is they're an elite running back with McCaffrey. We saw last year Hubbard really was not an elite option in his absence. So that's, I think also what makes you a little bit uneasy. You like, I like the names there in Foreman and Hubbard. It's just from a fantasy value. If McCaffrey shirt, I don't feel as great about those handcuffs as I do some of the other guys. So it's, it's a tough call for sure. And I, I don't think he should fall past like pick five or six, but it's a tough call. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, go ahead, Con. I wouldn't let him get past five personally, but I also don't think I would take him in the top three when you look at the other options that are there. And here's why. He it's tough when you see a guy like he had what 1,300 rushing yards, a thousand receiving yards the last fully healthy season he played with like almost 20 touchdowns. That's insane. Like we've never really seen a fantasy player like that before. But the past two years, I know it's a small sample size, but the games that he's played, he hasn't really, he hasn't been on pace to do that again. So I am a little hesitant there. I mean, when you just look at his numbers, like yards per game and touchdowns, it's not quite on par of what it was before. And he does have a new head coach now with Matt Rule. He hasn't played a ton with him. And we got Baker Mayfield now at quarterback. So it is a different situation than what it was in 2019. Um, but I think the upside that we talked about, I would not let him uh, slide past pick number five. Um, if I'm if I'm looking at maybe him versus Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson, I think I'd go with McCaffrey. Yeah, but what I don't like at the 102 is, like, if there's a player like Austin Eckler there on a much better offense with, like, not the same receiving upside, but good enough receiving upside, I, I'd look to take Austin Eckler over Christian McCaffrey. Um, a lot of people don't want to take Austin Eckler because he had a lot of touchdowns last year, and touchdown is the biggest, like, fluke stat in all of fantasy football. But you got to put in mind, Austin Eckler plays fantasy football, and he he, he definitely be drafting himself. He wants to win them weeks. So you got to put that in mind. He wants to win. So he playing out here for fantasy and for himself. Yeah, so forget that. He, he's not playing for contracts. He's playing for that fantasy football yeah, he's playing league. for that fantasy football league. You, you got to put that in mind. So someone like Austin Eckler is someone that you want on your team. So I think all three of us are in agreement that we would take Taylor over McCaffrey, 
Eckler over McCaffrey and probably Cup over McCaffrey. But then once you get to like that Henry, Cook, Jefferson, those dilemmas, I think that's where we all are a little bit uneasy. I wouldn't take Cooper Cup. You wouldn't take take you wouldn't take Cup over McCaffrey. No, I wouldn't take Cooper Cup. I wouldn't take Cooper Cup in the first five, six picks. I wouldn't take a receiver in the first five, six picks. Okay, now now let's talk about that. So there are right now projected. I think three wide receivers to go in the first round of most league drafts, maybe four yeah. um, on the backside. Would you, how many receivers do you guys think are worthy of going in the first round? I think personally, three of them are actually worth taking in the first round, like Cooper Cup, 100%, a first rounder. Justin Jefferson, yeah, he, he should be a first rounder with the, all, like all the changes going on right now. And Devontae Adams. I don't think Jamar Chase is the first rounder. I wouldn't be taking Jamar Chase in the first round. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league, though. A lot like his ADP right now might be might be like 13, 14, which is a second rounder. But he's the best receiver in the league. People are saying, oh, well, he has a worse quarterback right now than Derek Carr. Well, yeah, obviously Derek Carr is a worse quarterback, but he's not like a bad quarterback. Plus, having other weapons on the offense being bad for you is the biggest like mistake that people like mentioned because when there is better players around you more first downs more touchdowns more offense it ends up being better not worse Agreed. so if anything i like there i like Devonte adams on the raiders more, more than i did on the packers and he, he went from being drafted at like seven to like 13 14 so if he's a if he's right there for me and i'm drafting late first round i'm snatching up Devonte right away no question you make yeah. a good point that like uh, having like Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller in the field, you can't double Devontae Adams. Sometimes they try to do that against Green Bay. You can't do that in Vegas when you got those guys on the yeah. field. So I get your point. Like they are going to take some targets from him, but I feel like Devontae's still going to be open a ton. And Derek Carr is a quarterback that he's played with, that he practices with in the offseason, that he has a good connection. They're not with. necessarily taking targets away. They could be taking targets like on certain drives that he'd get, but they're, they'll have more drives on offense because they'll be, they'll be like, moving the ball more. They won't have to punt as much. So that, that's like the point I'm trying to make. They won't have to punt as much. So the target the target thing, I, I don't think will really happen. Like maybe a target less too, but it'll make up when they're scoring more and getting more yards. I think for me, I'm in a back and forth between three and four. I know I'm probably a little bit higher on Cup and Jefferson going in like that three, four, five spot when I know you guys kind of have them going more in the middle of the round. Them for sure are locks. And I'm with you, Ali. I would take Adams over Chase. And I think I've said this a couple of times. I think there's as good as Jamar Chase was, I think a few people are falling into the trap of how good that Bengals offense was fantasy-wise for the last like four weeks and not remembering that for a good chunk of the season, they kind of went into a little bit of a lull. I'm going to pull up Jamar's game log here in a second. But I think I Jamar, I think, has more upside, and you're going to have the games where he just goes nuclear, like against the Chiefs or against the Ravens, where he's going for yeah. a million yards. But then there's also, I think, some games where the Bengals will either run the football or Jamar's getting doubles, so he won't get as many – like, you won't get as many targets, and you'll see T. Higgins go off. You'll see Tyler Boyd have a good game. If I can just – I definitely agree. Higgins. Plus, I think I, – I take Joe Mixon over Jamar Chase right now. So if going, you definitely check his lag, I'm positive he had games with like seven points and others with like 40 points. He was too inconsistent to be a fresh rounder. If you yeah, look I mean, at if you look at Jamar Chase from last year, from weeks eight to 15, so that middle portion of the season, 13, 8, 13, 6, 10, 25, 1. 
He had the great game against San Francisco for the 25. But then those other those other games in that middle of the season, is is that production that you want out of receiver that you're taking in the late first round? It's it's tough because if you have the stretches like in the beginning last year when Jamar went 20, 13, 22, 13, 27, 34, and then had the 55-point game, yeah, that's insane. But there's it's I was a little bit inconsistent for me, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the, the the numbers you named at first, like I'd be disappointed if that's what I'm getting from my flex. So if that's what I'm getting from wide receiver one that I drafted in the first round, I don't know how I feel about that. Plus, yeah, he is surrounded by great receivers, and it's a super explosive offense. And a lot of his like big point games, he had like like a bunch of like 70 yard touchdowns, which like it just doesn't happen a lot. Especially like your first year, like it could happen a lot, but people like start catching up. It's the NFL. They start catching up. They'll have a safety right there. Like, like the, they'll, they'll make sure you don't beat them with Jamar going 70 yards over their heads. Yeah. So we talked about uh, what wide receivers should go in the first round. Let's talk about what, because uh, obviously running backs are going to go flying off the board the first few rounds because. That's just been the that's the strat as of late. Everyone wants to stock up on those running backs because there's not as many of them as other positions. But how about a quarterback or a tight end? Um, how early do you guys think you should take a quarterback or a tight end? You got uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, all ranked super high, as well as guys like Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Where would you guys look to target those guys? So Kelsey, I'd definitely be looking at Kelsey maybe late first round to like early to mid second round. No more Tyreek Hill in the offense. They had, they got Juju, they got MVS and all that, but he's the clear number one target for Patrick Mahomes. Clear number one. He, he He's going to be having a crazy year. Like he, he's going to go off. He's never had a, like a year with like less than a thousand yards. Imagine that they took the number one target and now he's the number one target, the clear number one target. I think he's going to go crazy. I just don't like drafting a tight end in the first round because then, so if you take a receiver, you're like, okay, I have a receiver, um, but not a running back, but it kind of like makes up for itself. But when you get a tight end, you feel like such a lack of like wide receiver and running back. So it kind of like, it just feels too off like to take him in the first round. But for quarterback, I think Josh Allen right now, he's going like fourth round, maybe even third. I think it's the biggest mistake. Last year, Josh Allen was quarterback one. He averaged 24 points per game. Matt Stafford was quarterback eight, I think. He averaged 20 points per game. So from quarterback one to eight, it was only a four-point difference. And it was probably like from the fourth round to like the ninth round. So quarterbacks, you definitely wait on quarterbacks this year. You want you want to be the last person in the league to take a quarterback. If you really like, if you really want to have a deep, good team, I would not be taking a quarterback. Tight end is very debatable. A lot of good tight ends, a lot of great tight ends. Um, I think all of them like could go where whenever it just depends on like who you get on your team what kind of running backs you're getting what kind of wide receivers you're getting and how your draft is going it, it's it, i don't like hearing you say that ali just because that's i completely agree and i plan to use the same strategy of stockpile depth get good position players and then take a quarterback late i haven't always done that i mean i didn't even do that last year i reached on Mahomes early but this yeah, year I'm, I'm i just feel like yeah, there's there's such talent at the quarterback position, and like you said, the, the it's not to where 
it, it doesn't feel like you have a drastic advantage if you take one of those elite quarterbacks. Should Josh Allen and and whoever you have as your quarterback number two be going in the early rounds? Yes, but am I going to be the one to take them? Probably not, because I think you can have a clear advantage having an elite wide receiver and where just let's just say I'm going to have Justin Jefferson at wide receiver one. And then let's say somebody else has took a tight end early and a quarterback early. Okay. They're going to have a Darnell Mooney as their wide receiver one. There's a gigantic advantage between those two. So I think I, I I'm agreeing with you a little bit on the tight end. If I'm either you, you get one of like Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey early, both, both tight ends who I think could go mid to early second round. I wouldn't be shocked. But if you don't get one of those couple in that area, then I think you wait back and you you take kind of like two in the mid to late rounds and hope one of them breaks out and you're banking on maybe like a Dawson Knox to not have drastic touchdown regression. And that's tough because he's due for it. Or you take a fire move or even a little bit earlier, Dallas Goddard. I'm high on Dallas Goddard in that mid to late round tight end spot. I personally have zero problem taking Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews early. I'm talking like very early to mid second round. Yeah. And because when you look at the guys' production last year, they, and one, these are guys that have usually stayed healthy throughout their careers. And they're putting up as many points per game as a Stefan Diggs, as a Debo Samuel, as a Mike Evans, as a Tyreek Hill. Um, so when you look at that, the fact that they're both easily their number one targets on their team. And when you relate, oh, boy, we got a visitor. I told him he could join us. He got off work early. Our host has joined the chat. Hello, hello. Sorry for the late entry, boys. We didn't even think you were going to be here. Colin's been filling in his interim host, but we would we would love to hear because now we go from three former league champions to four former league champions and the 2020 yeah. league champion. 2021. Yeah. Correct. It has been an extremely long couple of weeks for me. I didn't think I was going to be here, um, but here I am boys i'm ready to talk some fantasy football i have not done a lot of research this year i'm going to be 100 percent honest um that's I okay wrote down uh, now i will say this last year during the season i wrote down like in my notes app a couple of takes and i saved them for this year and i'm ready i'm not going to spoil them quite yet but i'm going to write a blog ranking uh all my uh like position rankings and hopefully I'll get that out around uh, the beginning of the season. Well, if you have anything on the tight end front, I'll let Colin finish what he was going through. But if after Colin wraps up, if you want to chime in, we were kind of just going over a little bit of thoughts on taking a Mark Andrews or a Travis Kelsey in that early second round spot. We really were talking about taking one of the elite quarterbacks early or one of the elite tight ends early. And so far, Ali and I are both in agreement of wait on the quarterback. But it's, at least for me, I'm, I'm okay with taking an Andrews or Kelsey early, although I probably wouldn't do it. I'm probably not going to do it. So. Yeah, so my point was basically like when you have a Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey who are putting up the same amount of points as the wide receivers who are getting drafted next to them, I see no problem in doing that because I think they're very safe. I think they're – um, very likely to repeat their production or do better and finding a good tight end compared to like those guys compared to like a Friar Muth or um, a Mike Kosicki is such a huge difference, um, especially when you 
can have three wide receivers starting at one time and you can load up on those guys later in the rounds because I think wide receivers are very deep this year. And even later on, like late fifth round, if Darren Waller's sitting there, that's tough to pass on. The Waller, the only thing about me for Waller is had the big injury last year and correct me if I'm wrong, but, and I know it's not a major thing, but isn't he already battling like a slight minor injury again before that he's even stepped on a preseason field. So that worries me a little bit. I mean, the one, the one last thing I'll say about Mark Andrews is he was very consistent the entire year, but three of the games where he went absolutely insane, three out of his four best fantasy performances were in week 14, 15, 16, went against Cleveland, Green Bay, and Cincinnati, put up 34, 40, and 30. I will say it seemed like in those games, especially the Cincinnati game, where their defense was just getting absolutely throttled and they had to play from behind. I think this Baltimore team will be much more improved on defense and they may not have to be throwing the ball every play and kind of what they were doing at the end of the year with Tyler Huntley. But I don't think he's going to, I don't think he'll put up those same numbers, like those 34, 40 games every, every week, but I wouldn't expect it to be that insane again, because there's, there's no way their defense is that bad and they have to play from behind every game. I honestly sure. don't see the Mark Andrews hype. I don't know why he's going so early. I mean, it it just who else is taking targets in that offense outside of Bateman? And That's Mark the thing. Andrews who just else seems is taking to... targets. What what do you think is going to happen when no one else is taking targets? Well, no one else Double was teams. taking targets last year, and he was still insane. I mean, I know they yeah, had but Hollywood, it, but but yeah, Hollywood was there. Um, I feel like it's much much different. Like they're just okay. They're just bad now. So, like, like they know, like, don't let Mark Andrews beat us. Like, a lot of the others, like, just won't beat us. The only, the only thing is with Mark Andrews, he's one of the few athletic tight end, like, not the few, but one where he's going to pretty much manhandle any linebacker that you put yeah. on him. So, like, if you want to shut him wrong. down, you have to put a corner on him. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like Mark Andrews, but, like, I don't see him as a fourth rounder, like, maybe in late fifth. I'll start Ooh. taking them, but other than like, I, I'd be looking to get two running backs, two two receivers, and a flex before I think about taking Mark Andrews or any other tight end that isn't named Travis Kelsey. I'm gonna butt in here. I'm gonna butt in here for the first time, and believe it or not, as crazy it's as it sounds, I'm actually gonna agree with Holly on this year, because because. Notoriously, in years past, I've been really high on the tight end position. I feel like if you could get a good tight end, that could be a deal breaker between, you know, winning a league championship or, you know, becoming in last place. I really did. That's why I always wanted to take a tight end in at least the first three rounds in years past, whether it was Kelsey. Last year, I had Waller, even though he wasn't as good, whether it's been Kittle in years past. You want to go down the line, even like a Jimmy Graham or a Jason Witten. I wanted an elite tight end. And this year, looking at the board, I'm going to be honest, I don't love the tight end position. I think even with a guy like Kelsey, Kelsey, we, I think we can all agree he's going to be the number one tight end. Um, even then, without Tyreek Hill, I feel like he's going to be doubled a lot more. I don't think he's going to have the you know, breakout games he once did. A guy like Kyle Pitts, I think, has the potential to finish as the number one tight end just because they don't have really anyone else left in that offense besides like a Cordell Patterson. Um, but other than that, I kind of just throw in 
Andrews, Hawkinson, Waller, even Kittle, um, all in kind of like a like a mid-tier kind of pick, maybe a fourth, maybe a fifth, maybe a sixth kind of round pick. And I still think you can snag like a decent tight end, whether it's an Ertz, a Schultz, an Njoku, you know, even a Goddard, maybe in like the seventh round, somewhere around there. And you could just get as as much value as you would take in one of those higher guys in like a fourth or a fifth round. I want to ask you guys about a name that you mentioned there when you were going through. What are your guys' thoughts on Kyle Pitts? Because it's a guy with an insane amount of talent for a tight end. And I know touchdowns aren't everything, but he only scored one touchdown last year and it came in another country. And coming into this season with a worse quarterback, he's being, and I know he finished what is the tight end four, but he's still being, it seems like rated pretty high. And some people think that he's going to really push for a top two or three tight end spot in the rankings this year. What are your guys' thoughts on Pitts? I'm not really worried about the quarterback plays. I mean, Marcus Mariota has more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm not too worried about who's throwing in the ball. He's, he's a really good t- – he's the best tight end that's been drafted, like, in a while. He's going to go out there. He's going to, like, be a mismatch for a lot of people. He'll get the ball. He'll get, he'll, he'll get the touchdowns. And he, you got – put that in mind. Um, Marcus Mariota had Delaney Walker as, like, a top five tight end for, like, three years in a row. So you got to put that in mind. Delaney Walker is not Kyle Pitts. I think I drafted Delaney Walker like every year in fantasy football. That was my that was my guy. That was like Connor's equivalent of Keenan Allen. I drafted him every fucking year. Well, for me, he's a perfect guy to get in like the eighth round because no one would take him. And exactly, you have like all your running backs, receivers, like shit. Delaney Walker, throw in the old tight end that no one wants. Then he he he'd still go out there and ball with Marcus Mariota. So you got I want a Delaney Walker jersey. Let me look. I'm going to look up how you much. You should get like the Delaney fo- Walker. You should get a 49ers Delaney Walker because didn't he wear some like really obscure number? Like I think he wore like 46 with San Francisco. Ew. He was he was Vernon Davis's backup. For me, Delaney Walker. It wasn't in fantasy. He was the guy when I did Madden franchise drafts would be my backup tight end every time. Like the last pick before I'd sim the rest. Oh, I need a second tight end. Yeah, Delaney Walker. That's my Delaney Walker story. I think I always held out hope for um, Jared Cook. Every year I was like, Jared yeah. Cook's, Jared Cook's gonna break out there this you year. Go. He's gonna, he's gonna be a top like seven tight end, and I'd take him super late every single year. He had a he had a couple good years in there when he played Rodgers. He was on the Raiders that one year. He was pretty good, but usually didn't turn out. You wanna know who my guy was? Vernon Davis. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I bought his that jersey. That was my guy. That was my guy. That was my guy. I bought his jersey because I had him in fantasy, but it ended very badly. He was great for me the whole year. I made the championship, and I got to find, like, exactly what game it was and what year it was. But he went out. I needed a certain amount of points from him. I think I needed, like, 10 points. He went out and got zero. And I think it was on a prime time game. Tragic way to end the season. But – I always have a little grudge against Vernon Davis, but great player. And I got him super late in that draft. All right, let's move on here. Donovan, I'm glad you joined because you are the self-proclaimed wide receiver guru. Oh, oh. Let's tell the people some wide receivers 
that they should maybe let their opponents draft this year? Some wide receivers that you are not looking at. Interesting. Some wide receivers I am not looking at. Um, I'm going to go with a couple of couple of big guy names I wouldn't want to get. And this is just because in the first, like, I would say in the first three rounds, I, uh, I try to avoid getting a wide receiver. And the reason being, I think you can get so much value out of taking wide receivers out of the fifth and sixth round. That's where I've lived. lived. You can ask anyone I've been in a fantasy football league with. I strive at picking wide receivers in those mid-rounds. Tell the audience who you took last year in mid Last year, I took Cooper Cup in the, what, like fifth round? Fourth. And then Debo fourth, sure. And then Debo in like the sixth or the seventh. Um, I I had I had Michael Thomas uh, both years. He was really good. I also had Diggs. I think that same year I had Metcalf year that he broke out. I'm I'm the wide receiver group. Okay. So guys, I'm avoiding Mike Evans this year. Reason being, in that Tampa Bay offense, they have a lot of targets. They even added a guy like Julio, which is crazy to think about. Julio Godwin. Um, they also added Russell Gage, my guy, Scotty Miller, you know, they have Fournette in the backfield, a lot of targets. And, you know, I know this is going to be a bold take, but I think Brady kind of takes a step back this year. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I still think he's going to finish as a top five, top 10, easily quarterback, but I, I don't think he's going to be the same Brady just because I think he, I think you can tie that into the retirement he had. But regardless, I'm not high on Mike Evans. I'm not high on Jalen Waddle. Um, reason being, they added Tyreek Hill, the noted speed guy. They have two speed guys. There's a little too much speed on that team, I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm also looking on here, guys, and I'm not. Oh, wait, okay. I, maybe, I, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll go around the rotation here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Real quick, I'm glad you mentioned Jalen Waddle because I was actually thinking Tyreek Hill is a guy that I'm I'm going to look to not draft because based on where he's going, he's going early, mid, second round in a lot of drafts. I think he's ranked around like 15th, 16th. Um, he was very hit or miss last year with the Chiefs. He had six games of scoring lower than nine points, which is really bad out of a guy you draft in the first or second round. Um and he did have a couple 30, 40 point games, but it's still a little too hit or miss for me for a guy taking that high. And there's a big difference between Mahomes and Tua, obviously. Um, I think Waddle will also maybe not get as many points as he was getting last year, as many catches. Um, but he still will get some targets because he's played with Tua. Tua likes him and he's a great young receiver. So I think first year with the Dolphins, Tyreek's a guy I'm avoiding. I actually disagree on the Tyreek Hill take. You just got to put that in mind that Miami just went out and spent a whole draft to get Tyreek Hill. And the guy that's coaching Tyreek Hill right now is the same guy that was coaching Debo last year. So you got to think like Tyreek is going to be in the backfield, going deep, screen passes. Tyreek Hill will be in on every single play in the offense. Um, there aren't really any wide receivers that I don't like. Like, just don't like their wide receivers that I don't like at their spot. Like I said earlier, Jamar Chase. I'm not taking Jamar Chase in the first round. Uh, Debo, mid to early second round. I'm not taking Debo there. 
Um, but there are like some like really good, good wide receivers that you get later on. As Donovan said, like AJ Brown is going super late. Um, Deontay Johnson is going super late. Yeah. Amara St. Brown going super late. There are like many, many hidden gems in the draft that you can get super late. A lot of the, all the rookie wide receivers are going super late. And some of them are wide receiver ones. Like Drake London is a wide receiver one. Traylon Burks is wide receiver one. And Traylon Burks, his best comparison going into the NFL was AJ Brown. And he goes on the team that AJ Brown was on. So you got to think he's about to have the same role as AJ Brown. So you could definitely pass on a lot of the wide receivers early and go for wide receivers late. But there are some wide receivers that I like, like Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Devonta Adams. These like are pretty much like the only wide receivers that I'm looking at early. Other than that, yeah, definitely like try to wait for the later rounds for wide receivers, unless everyone in your league is just reaching for running backs. But yeah, definitely wait for the later rounds. Ben, is there a wide receiver yeah. I'll, th- I'll throw out a couple names. I think CD Lamb is going a little bit earlier than what I would like. And I do think he's a good receiver, but I, th- I think you have to, they defenders had to pay attention to Marty Cooper, even though we took a step back last year. I mean, it's still an incredible route runner that you have to put some thought into when you're doing your game plan with the secondary. And it's not like CD Lamb either was not this consistent really incredible wide receiver all year long. I mean, he had games where he was really, really good, but there were also some games when the Dallas offense struggled that he, he really didn't have, didn't have great games. There were games last year we put up nine, three, there were two out of three games in, in November, he put up four points and then to close the year eight and six. And I know he didn't play a ton in that last game, but regardless, I don't, I like CD, but I mean, but in the spot you're taking him, if you go running back early, I don't love potentially CD Lamb as my wide receiver one. And then one that Ali mentioned, and it's just because I don't trust the quarterback. I'm really not that high on AJ Brown just because I don't love Jalen Hurts in that offense when they have to play from behind. I, I think they've built a really good scheme to win and control the clock and play with a lead, but I don't necessarily know if I love them playing from behind. Um, I, I, I don't trust the quarterback there as good as AJ Brown is. If, if I, if I see Jalen Hurts take a big step forward early in the year, then I'll change my mind. But that's kind of where I'm looking at there. And that's honestly kind of the exact same thing with Terry McLaurin, great talented receiver. And I know Carson Wentz got Pittman, some really good fantasy games last year, but there's also, you, you know, there's going to be some games where Wentz is just horrible and Terry McLaurin's going to go missing because he doesn't have anything at quarterback. So um, the CD lamb thing is just because, I, I don't love him as the main focal point, but then the two other receivers with AJ Brown and McCorn is just because I don't love the quarterbacks there. I do My, agree with the Brown thing, just because he's going as like a top 15 wide receiver. He had a bunch of the low scoring games, run heavy offense. Um, so I am I'm there. I agree with you on that one. Donovan, you had something. My top five wide receivers not to draft. Okay. Evans Waddle, which I already explained. And then my other Three, I'm actually going to go Debo. I don't love Debo this year. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with – where was it? I had two others. Um, I'll give you one. Jerry Judy. You are, I know you are lower on Judy than most, Colin. I'm, I'm, just I'm high on Jerry Judy, actually. Jerry Judy is a good wide receiver, and he's about to remind y'all like how he was in college, bro. This dude is an elite route runner. Yes. I mean, I don't think Russell Wilson is the greatest quarterback to have right now. He's probably like still in the top 10, but I think Jerry Judy's gonna have a big season. 
Okay, but my last two. Real quick, when he's ranked next to guys like Brandon Cooks, DK Metcalf, you think he's going to put up that type of production? He had zero touchdowns in his 10 games last year. I know he had Drew Lock at quarterback, but I think that's concerning. Um, and he's known to have had a drop issue, a lot of drops the past couple of years. Based on the guys he's going next to, and by the way, I think Cortland Sutton, I would take him. Who's he going next to? Guys like Brandon Cooks, DK Metcalf, uh, what's his name from the Steelers? He's going around uh, Deontay Johnson. I'm Adam not taking Thielen, I would assume, is probably a little bit yeah, lower, but in that range. I would take Thielen, I think, over Jerry Judy. Yeah. That's a mistake. My <laughs> final two. Yeah, my final two. Devontae Smith, I don't like him. I don't like him this year. I honestly think A.J. Brown – I don't hate A.J. Brown this year. If I can get A.J. Brown as a wide receiver too, I'll be happy. Um, But I don't like Devontae Smith, and I do not like D.K. Metcalf. I, I do not like D.K. I like D.K. slightly if Geno Smith is the quarterback. And I know it was a very short sample size, but I think DJ, DK put up decent enough numbers to where if you have Geno, he could be like a sufficient wide receiver too. I don't love DK, but I'm not in the, in the right spots if you get DK in that range. Regional. Like if you, if you get a, a team where you've already got two decent running backs and a decent wide receiver one and DK is your wide receiver too, I wouldn't hate that. All right. Um now let's give wide receivers. We just talked about wide receivers that we necessarily don't want. I'll already gave a couple, but let's talk about wide receivers going middle rounds that we love this year. Guys that you can plug in at wide receiver two or flex and it could win you a league. Donovan, give us a couple. Uh, I don't know if I feel comfortable saying this because I still want to win our league being the defending okay. champion. Um, I definitely have a couple guys in mind that are league winners, that will be, that I guarantee are league winners. Um, but I'm afraid. You don't have to league. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll, uh, I'll give you, like, my, my B tier, guys. Just okay. give me a second to look at it. But I have my guys. Okay. I'll throw out two in, like, the middle to lay round. These are guys in the same range, especially because I'm looking – Right now, I'm looking at Mike Clay's fantasy rankings, and these are a little bit outdated. But at this point, I in this new pass-heavy offense, the only reason why you, you wouldn't be getting a steal in this player at his ADP is if he gets hurt. I think it's, if you're getting this – this receiver where he's currently going, if he's your flex, I would feel really good about it. I think Adam Thielen has another monster season in the red zone because I think that offense is going to be heavily utilized in the passing game. And he was on pace to have a great season last year, too, before the injury. That's the only issue there, but I think I think he's fully healthy. Another quarter wide receiver, too, that I like in that range is Juju, another guy who I think has a pretty good season with Mahomes because it's just an offense that's going to be in the red zone a lot, and I like him to rack up some touchdowns and be a good weapon there. Those are two, like, in that range. Oh, I'll throw out one more. This, honestly, I like better than both of those two. Robert Woods. If, if he is healthy as the wide receiver one, I mean, that's a guy that has been consistently a, a great fantasy target for years. And he was a great fantasy target with Jared Goff at quarterback. And I think Tannehill is an upgrade. So I, this current Tannehill is an upgrade. So um, I, I, li I like Robert Woods because I feel like where he is going at the moment is incredibly late for a player of his skill set. 
I'm not scared of leaking anything. I agree with Juju. Juju's gonna be in maybe six shootouts a, a like this year. Look at that division. You're going against the Raiders with Derek Carr, the Chargers with Justin Herbert, um, the Broncos with Russell Wilson. You could be in six shootouts this year. So that's a lot of targets to Juju. Plus, another one, D Hop is an eighth round pick. I get that he's suspended for like eight weeks, six weeks, whatever. You're about to have a wide receiver one who's like a first round pick, second round pick in the eighth round for your fantasy playoffs. I'm taking him in the seventh and sixth round. You can you can reach for, for him all you want. Like, that's a great pick. You, some people will be like, oh, well, he's suspended for six, seven weeks. Okay, he's an eighth rounder. You have a whole team before you get him. So, yeah, these are definitely like the two ones I'm very big on, Juju and D-Hop. Yeah, because if, if you're confident with your team, like your roster so far, and you have a couple good receivers already, you have a couple running backs you like, uh, I yeah, I also would have no problem taking DeAndre Hopkins um, middle of those rounds because you're yeah. right. If you can keep your team afloat for six weeks and then you yeah, like if you lose three, four weeks, line. you just got to make the playoffs. You have a wide receiver one in the eighth round. So Absolutely. And I think a couple other guys that have that potential that are going later, one, Chris Godwin. He was he had 17 points per game last year um, with the same roster that they have in town. I know they added Julio, but I don't think Julio is going to play um, as big of a role. Um, they had Antonio Brown last year, and Chris Godwin was still putting up great numbers. I think Godwin, if he can get healthy, he's going to put up great numbers, and he may not even miss that much time. Um, Michael Thomas, he's going – now, this, this is very controversial for some people. He's been looking great in, in camp, by the way. I, I actually forgot to mention him. I actually would like to get Michael Thomas, too. Reports have been saying he's been looking great, like easily the best receiver on the team, which he should be. Um, Michael Thomas is a guy who I think has wide receiver one upside. He's not going to go get 140 catches like he did 2019, but he has that wide receiver one and two upside, and you can get him in the seventh, sixth, seventh round. Um, and that's in a 12-man league. You can get him even later in a 10-man league. I think that's a great option. I'll give you a couple more just real quick, guys that I'm high on. I've made this known to you guys. Uh, Rashad Bateman, Lamar's top wide receiver now. Um, he has better hands than Hollywood did. And uh, this is his second year in the league. I think he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver. I think he can be a top – potentially be a top 20 receiver. And Gabriel Davis – of Donovan's Buffalo Bills. He is the wide receiver too now. It's been a long time waiting. Um, top passing offense. He showed great flashes. What do you have? Four touchdowns in that playoff game? He is due for a breakout. And he's been, they said he's a great in camp. Colin sipping the Gabe Davis Kool-Aid. It's that'll be that's either gonna be a complete boomer bust, I think, with the whole he's either gonna be like a he's gonna produce great in that offense, or there's gonna be too many targets in that offense. And he's, I know that be horrible. They're not saying OBJ. Uh, it's that that OBJ, huh? Gabe Davis, I think, will truly be like a boom or just completely irrelevant. I have no further comments on my Gabe Davis picks. Someone should want from the offense is James Cook. He's he's gonna be RB1 real real fast. I don't know about RB1 quite yet. The Bills hey, like man, their double. I've loved Gabriel Davis since college at UCF his last year. He's crazy. He's an he national a championship. National champion, baby. He um, uh, he's gonna score a lot of touchdowns. 
That's for sure. I here are like my B tier wide receivers to take. I like T. Higgins a lot this year. I do. I think a lot of the focus is going to be on Jamar Chase. They did lose their tight end. I forget his name. What's his name? Uzama. CJ. Yeah, they lost him. I, I think like T. Hayden Higgins. Hurst to replace him. Sorry. Sorry. This is true. I, I do like Hayden Hurst this year, but I think Higgins is going to get a lot more targets, especially in the red zone. Uh, ben, you kind of took it from me. I love Robert Woods this year. If I can get Robert Woods as a wide receiver too, if I can snag him as a flex, I'm winning the league. I'm letting you know right now. Well, as Robert Woods' current ADP, that's exact. I mean, he's going in like I I believe last time I checked, I mean, he was going pushing like tenth, eleventh round, and that's easily oh, like yeah. a flex or bench. That's even a that's even a bench piece depending on how you construct your roster. So exactly, I mean, there's no guarantee he comes back as the same Robert Woods, but just from what reports look like it it doesn't seem like he's skipped a beat and it seems like from what i've read that he's already developed chemistry with Tannehill. yeah um colin you said it earlier me and you huge richard bateman guys i love him this year he's gonna get more targets um another guy i like michael gallup he's been a guy kind of hiding in that cowboys offense now with Amari Cooper gone, he's the clear-cut wide receiver. He's still two. on the Cowboys right now, bro. Isn't he, like, gotten? No, he just tore his ACL at the end of last year. Okay. Cedric Wilson left. That could be who you're thinking of. Okay, yeah. yeah. I just knew something happened to Michael Gallup, though. Yep. Because I like Jalen Tolbert. I've been, like, seeing a lot of good things about him. Is what it is. I like Gallup. And then finally – this might sound a little crazy, especially that he was on my team last year. I spent a very high round pick on him. Oh, I know who this is. And he did not pan out whatsoever. Alan but Robinson. I like Al I like Allen Robinson this year. He's hiding in that Rams offense. He's hiding in the behind Cooper Cup, behind Cam Akers, who's now back. We can't forget that. Behind Van Jefferson. He's gonna probably be the wide receiver. Two and a half, three, whatever you want to call it. Uh, ben, Jeff- ben Jefferson is injured, Dash. I don't even think he's playing. I'm going to check right now. Well, there you go. If Allen Robinson's a wide receiver, two for Matt Stafford, I love it. I love it. If I can get Allen Robinson as a flex this year instead of a wide receiver, one, I made that mistake. Hand up. Um, I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, now let's uh, pivot to running backs again. I want everyone to give the audience a running back, one running back who is not going to live up to their ADP, a running back that you think the audience should pass on um, and let their opponents take. I'll go first, and I'll start by saying, Ali, close your ears. I'm ready for it. I was talking with McCaffrey earlier. I fucking hate Christian McCaffrey this year. I hate him. I would have loved our opening segment. We we talked all about this. I I'm gonna once we post the episode, I'll listen to the episode. But McCaffrey this year, there's no reason to trust him. He hasn't been healthy. I get that he gets a lot of usage in, especially that Panther offense. But with DJ Moore kind of becoming. I would say like a B-tier McCaffrey. They use him out of the backfield a lot. They use him as a wide receiver. 
I, I Chuba Hubbard, I don't know, Chuba Hubbard, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, I think we'll start to use more touches. I, I don't like Christian McCaffrey. I really don't. I have the number four pick in our league this year. I'm not going to give up who I'm taking, but I'm 100% sure I am not taking Christian McCaffrey. Cooper and Cup. I don't think he's going before me. I am not taking Cooper Cup. I guarantee you that. I have, I have, a, I have a feeling if it's who you told me, but that was also like three weeks ago. So you could have pivoted at this point, which it, that's, that scares me a lot because I'm right after you at number five. For everyone listening, our, we're doing our draft like Labor Day, but we know our draft order at this point. And for me, having to decide between McCaffrey and someone else scares me a lot because I know McCaffrey is the better player. It's just who has more upside. For me, I'll go and this is a player I don't totally like, even though he's super talented. I don't, I don't think I'd want to take Cam Akers where he's currently going. And even though he is clearly the best running back on that team, and this could me just could just be buying the reports too much about it, is I, I think McVeigh has too much invested. Like he's going to give carries to Daryl Henderson, and potentially if Kyron Williams, the rookie out of Notre Dame, is healthy, which it looks to be. I, I don't know this for sure, but Akers, at least in the playoffs, and I know that was very early off in injury, was inefficient and still. I mean, it's, it hasn't even been – it's been barely a year to this point recovering off a of torn Achilles. I don't love it at that spot. I like him overall as running back, but I don't think he's going to get, like, workhorse amount of carries, and I feel like he will need touchdowns to be worth it at that kind of spot where he's going. Where isn't it – really right now, isn't he kind of like a, a higher third-round pick? So I don't love that. He, he is ranked 23rd. On ESPN right now, yeah, Cam so Akers. Oh, Cam Akers. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I don't like. I, I agree with you on that. Where it's a situation where I like the talent, I just don't like the value, and I don't, I don't think his ceiling is very high considering the type of offense that they run. Um, I definitely agree on Cam Akers, but for me, a running back this draft that I don't really want. Uh, where they're getting drafted is Donner Swift. He's just not good, and he's injury Ooh, prone. That's like if you look at Donner Swift, um, he's he's running behind one of the best offensive lines in the league, and he he averaged last year like four yards uh, a carry, and he had games where he averaged like he had games he had like a couple games where he just went crazy with the average, so it boosts boosts up his average a little bit, and he only averages four yards per carry, which is pretty bad. He has six hundred rushing yards last year. And 400 receiving, so barely a thousand yards scrimmage. Um, and he's injury prone. I like someone like Jamal Williams more. If I'm drafting, I'm taking Jamal Williams later on because he had like a hundred less carries, same amount of yards. So you got to look at someone like Jamal Williams later on, and also you're looking at it where, like, from a standpoint where um, Swift is injury prone, so. You, you kind of like always want like those like backups for those injury point running backs. So yeah, Jamal Williams is someone I, I'd want to have. D Swift is someone I wouldn't want to have. I think I would like DeAndre Swift because his he's going to get so many catches in this offense. When he was healthy, I'll, I'll just throw some numbers real quick. Here's some of uh, how many receptions he was getting at the beginning of last year before his injury. Eight, four, seven, four, six, five, eight, five. I mean, that's terrific for fantasy. Um, when you add in, he had five touchdowns, too, in those weeks before his injury. Um, you, the injury is definitely a concern. But when you look at a lot of players at the top, who who hasn't 
had a lot of injuries in the past few years. When Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, I think the talent is there. And I don't know. I think the fact that he's going to get that many catches and their offensive line is really good, like you said, I think the opportunity is going to be there for him. Um, a guy that I wouldn't take, you guys listed some of the higher up guys. I'll say a guy that's been targeted around the fourth round, and that is Antonio Gibson. Um, he was RB12 last year. He was drafted, I believe, in the top 10 of running backs last year. Um, and he only missed one game. Despite that, uh, he had under 10 points seven times. Um, and the fact that he played the whole season, he was expected to be that good, and he still only finishes RB12 is a little concerning. Um, he did have 20-plus points five times. Like I said, he had seven games where he had really low-scoring games. Um, and his catches went up a ton at the end of the year because McKissick got hurt. McKissick is back. It's a new quarterback, Carson Wentz. So the offense is going to look a little different. But I just – I would not feel comfortable taking Antonio Gibson um, maybe in the fourth round as my RB2. Yeah. No, I, I agree with the thing on Gibson. It's just – even Ron Rivera, if you look back, has never totally committed to, like, one specific running back, whether it be McKissick last year – when they drafted McCaffrey, McCaffrey's rookie year, they were alternating between McCaffrey and Jonathan Stewart all year long. And there's other instances of that too with Ron Rivera at the helm. So I, I would not be shocked if McKissick bites into, into Gibson's carries enough to, to really make a dent into where you would have to take him at in order to get good value. All right. Um, let's, we haven't talked a ton about the rookies. Um, in this year's draft, uh, I think Brees Hall is kind of the obvious pick for, like, who's going to be the best rookie if he's healthy because he's getting drafted far higher than any other rookie. But based on the value of where these guys are getting picked, who do you guys think is the best value pick for a rookie? Um, if you want, I could throw out some names for you. I, I know. Sorry. Okay, was... yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'll let you. You, I know right away, and especially if it's in like this 10th, 11th, 12th round as a receiver, I'm taking off my bench. I really like Chris Olave as a burner over the top guy in that Saints offense. And I do think Michael Thomas will be healthier this year. But even if he does miss some time, it's an explosive receiver. And we've seen Jameis put up good enough numbers to sustain not one, but two good fantasy wide receivers in that offense. I mean, people forget Jameis was the quarterback in 2019 when both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin put up insane fantasy seasons in Tampa Bay. And I'm not saying that Chris Godwin is going to put up, or I'm not saying that Chris Olave is going to put up a Chris Godwin type season, but at that spot, I mean, I would feel comfortable drafting Olave in, in that late spot in the round, stashing him on my bench. And then in a pinch, if I have to play him uh, because I have someone get hurt or guys on by, I mean, I feel like there's some real upside there. And I think there's a reason that the saints came up to get him is because they really value him as a guy that can make an impact on their offense, both with Michael Thomas in or out of the lineup. I completely agree with you on a lot of Yeah. I, I also oh, love Alave this year. Um, I think Alave is going to work well in that Saints offense, as Ben said. Um, but another guy I really like, Ali kind of mentioned earlier as well, uh, Traylon Barks. 
um, I think is going to work really well in that Tennessee offense. Um, losing Corey Davis um, a couple years ago, as well as – or was it last year? Did they lose Corey Davis last year? I yeah, Corey it. Davis. Yeah, they did. Um, and then losing A.J. Brown this year, I think Clerks is going to do well. Um, okay. I You guys took probably my favorite two there. I'll listen to another guy. I think Drake London's going to be great, but he is getting drafted pretty high. Um, and there are a little quarterback concerns, even though I think he's going to be great. A guy that's pr- a lot lower. Um, I'll go with Sky Moore, um, Kansas City Chiefs, receiver out of Western Michigan. I'll be honest, I didn't watch a whole lot of this guy out of college, but the fact that the Chiefs were um, interested to take him as high as they did, and when you look at the other receivers on that roster, I think the upside is there. This is a speedy guy with good hands. Um, and who's ahead of him? Juju, who's had injuries in the past couple of years. Um, Valdez Scantling and Hardman. I mean, neither of those guys are outstanding players. They're fast, but they're not incredibly skilled. So I think Sky Moore will have his opportunity. Um, and just being in that high-powered offense, this is a guy that's getting drafted lower than most of the rookies we've mentioned. Um, so I think that that could be a great value round pick that could produce in the second half of the season. Um, a rookie that you'd want on your team, he's going super high right now, but it's Brees Hall. You got to put that – don't call me on that, but – well, he had a 99 draft, draft score, and don't call me on that, but I think the last – Running back to have a 99 draft score was Saquon Barkley. And we all saw what he did his rookie year. He went crazy. And the Jets actually have a decent O-line. Um, Mekhi Becton just went out with an injury. But um, I'm not worried about that too much. I think Brees Hall's going to go in there. He's going to tear it up. Unless they're down in, like, too many games, uh, I think he's going to go in there and tear it up. Um, actually, Zach, Zach Wilson did just tear his ACL not, not too long ago, like a couple hours ago. So that might affect him a little bit. Maybe, I think he'll be, be fine. Maybe. Not yeah, he might. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be MR I, I don't know. Yeah, like, Brees Hall is a guy I've been wanting, hopefully, to get, like, late in the third round. Maybe if I had to pick another draft, maybe even middle of the third round. But the Makai Becton injury and maybe the Zach Wilson injury worries me a little bit with him. But, I mean, I think he's going to have a great NFL career. I think he's going to produce right out of the gate. He had like 1,500 rushing yards each of his last two seasons in college. He had uh, and 20-plus touchdowns both years too. So even if he doesn't get a ton of catches, because I think Michael Carter will get a decent amount of catches, he's going to be great on the ground, and he's going to start from day one. So Brees Hall, uh, definitely a guy I think is going to be the best rookie, and I would want him as my RB too. I want to stay on the Jets for a second because you brought it up a second ago. Zach Wilson going down with a knee injury tonight. By the time we posted it, it will be it will have been last night. And presumed torn ACL, although we're not sure. Most likely by the time you're listening to this, we will know that it's probably a torn ACL. But if that is losing him for the season, right now your options on the roster are either Flacco or Mike White. They probably go with Flacco unless they swing a trade and go Jimmy for a Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I was just going to say Jimmy Garoppolo because his price is dirt cheap, although I guess the 49ers could sense that the Jets would be desperate and, and get the stock up. Regardless, 
what does that give you guys for the value of receivers like Elijah Moore and a Garrett Wilson? Because those are two guys going mid to late rounds, but especially Elijah Moore was really starting, I think, to pick up some steam in like the draft type. What are your thoughts on them with potentially a different quarterback? I like Elijah Moore with whoever's playing quarterback. I mean, he, he was doing pretty good last year. I mean, it wasn't even Zach Wilson and it was like Mike White and he was going off and he just kept going, going off till the injury. So I I, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't care, like, who the quarterback is because most receivers will just, especially in PPR leagues, like, once they have, like, four or five catches, especially when, like, they're, like, later round picks, like, it doesn't matter. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll give you what you need from them. Yeah, Elijah Moore was a guy that I've been targeting as – I think he'd be a great, like, late – Later round, like guy you could play in at your flex or maybe your fourth wide receiver. Yeah, the worst injury sucks. Um, if that if it is what it is, and I think that hurts the stock a little bit, but I he's still the Jets probably wide receiver one for the entire season. I don't know if Garrett Wilson or surpassed him yet. Elijah Moore is very talented. And he's still a guy that, based on where he's projected to be drafted, I would definitely be willing to take him later in rounds. Um, just based that he's the wide receiver one and he's that young and he produced at the end of last year. If I'm going to be 100% honest, uh, me personally, uh, I don't know much about the Jets offense because I couldn't give two shits drafting anyone from the Jets offense. Uh, I avoid that team like plague. Um, so I won't be drafting any of those guys. I won't. Uh, advise our viewers or listeners drafting any of those guys either, regardless if Zach Wilson plays or not. Um, it's the Jets. That's all I need to describe it. The fucking Jets. I respect that. Yeah, you don't want to have too many players from shit teams. You want to – I mean, that's never a strategy for success. Um, Donovan – we're getting close to the end here. Do you want to drop some hot takes on us? Because I know you said you had a few. Ooh. Um, I do have a couple hot takes. Um, this year, I'm actually going to advise drafting a quarterback in the first four rounds. That's so funny because I th- we earlier, at least me and Ali, were very much like stock up your your position players and then take a quarterback late rounds. But I'm, I'm very really because I know you put a lot of research into this, so I'm interested to hear why you think take one early. I think there is a big gap between the elite quarterbacks in this this year and then the not so elite. I think you want to get your hands on a Josh Allen. Um, I think you want to get your hands on a Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar is going to do his thing. I think he's going to throw for a lot of touchdowns. I think he's going to run for a lot of touchdowns. We all know rushing touchdowns are very valuable, especially for a quarterback. Um, I love Justin Herbert this year. I really do. Um, I think my bit we'll get into it for a later episode. Um, but really for the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs as a whole, uh, I don't love them as much as I have in years past. I think the Chargers and the Raiders are both going to give them a run for their money. I love Herbert this year. 
Um, maybe a little sneak peek. Uh, Justin Herbert, maybe put some money on him to win the MVP. Um, if you do happen to take a quarterback later, um, I wouldn't hate even taking a Derek Carr. Um, I will tell you now, I've been pretty vocal about it for a couple of weeks now. Derek Carr is my dark horse MVP pick this year. It is. Call me crazy. He is my pick. Um, but the other quarterback I suggest taking high. Well, other two, I should say. I like Joe Burrow and I like Dak Prescott. Maybe not in the top four rounds, but if you can get a Joe or a Dak in a five, six round, I'd advise it. Um, I think this is the worst take we've heard all day. Mm, Reason for that is Josh Allen, I know, was like a fourth rounder. He averaged, well, I mentioned that earlier, but you weren't here. He averaged 24 points. Someone like Matt Stafford, who was like a ninth, tenth rounder, he was like QB8, and he only averaged three to four points less than Josh Allen, who's going like five, six rounds earlier. So, do I really want to take a quarterback at the fourth round just to have like a four point advantage? every week or like would I want to take like a running back or a wide receiver that can maybe give me a five, six point hey, advantage. It's fantasy football. Four points could make a huge difference. Um yeah, but you're almost guaranteed those four points like if you take a quarterback like wherever, but you're not really guaranteed the same when you take like a wide receiver. Like someone like me, I like I used to have like at some point Miles Sanders is my running back too. So do I want like run uh, Miles Sanders is my running back two and a good quarterback or like an even better running back two and like a Matt Stafford at quarterback? Fair. It's a fair take. The one thing I will say about Stafford is the elbow injury thing does scare me a little bit because there was talk at the beginning of like the off season that was going to be taken care of and yet still here in August and have like still have been resting him a lot because that elbow has been acting up. And I know, I think Dak had the same problem last year and it went away completely when the season started. So maybe it'll go away as soon as it starts, but Stafford a little bit older, a lot of miles on that arm. So just something to maybe monitor a little bit because Stafford is like, if you're all going to do that strategy of waiting, Stafford is like the headliner of that strategy where you take him as your quarterback after you've gotten three great running backs and three good receivers, something like that. Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily a hot take, but I think out of all the newcomers, the guys that are like on new teams this year, uh, fantasy-wise, the one that benefits the most from their switch is Marquise Brown. He is a guy that I think I would love to have as my flex. I mean, he was having a great season last year up until Lamar got hurt. He was putting up like he had a couple 25, 30 point games. Um, and now he's playing with his college quarterback, the guy he had his best season with, Kyler Murray. I know it's not Big 12 defenses, but Marquise Brown is fast. He's explosive and Kyler can get the ball to him deep. DeAndre Hopkins suspended the first six games of the season. Do you know what that means? Hollywood Brown is the number one wide receiver on that offense for six weeks. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. He was a thousand yard receiver on the run heavy Ravens. I think he's going to thrive in Arizona. I haven't given my hot take yet, so I'll give one right here. Brandon Ayuk is going to have over 1,400 receiving yards. Oh, Ooh, shit. That's up there. It's a lot. That's, that's a lot. I don't hate it. I don't know. I think he has a good season. I don't know if I'd say 1,400. 
yard season, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's pushing a thousand. I mean, he's been pushing a thousand every year, so. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you all know this is, this is uh, the one take I'll throw out there, and ev- literally everyone thinks I'm crazy for this. I I really do think Justin Fields will be a viable fantasy quarterback, just because they're gonna play from behind a lot. He's going to run a lot, and I don't love the weapons there whatsoever. But he's also gonna get to face some suspect defenses a couple times a year in the Lions. And the Vikings tend to have epic meltdowns on defense. So that's four games right there. Um, I think the rushing ability, we've seen it. You don't have to be a great real-life quarterback to put up good fantasy numbers if you're mobile and your offense is having to try and score a lot because you're trailing. I, I think there's some value there. Am I saying Justin Fields a top-10 fantasy quarterback? No, but I, I think he will surprise a few people. <laughs> So you're saying they're going to be playing from behind a lot, so he's going to be running a lot. I didn't get that part. I think they're going to be forced to be attacking downfield because their defense I don't think will be very good, and they'll have to try and keep pace. And then I think even just a main part of their game plan will be getting him out of the pocket and using the rushing ability. Do you realize that they probably have, like, the worst O-line in the NFL? Plus, he had, like, the worst passer rating in, like, every possible zone like that you could throw to last year. He he was he was horrible. I know, but I, I think in a much Do you have a source system, for these stats or are you just pulling them out of your ass? I just no, I'm like curious, actually, no, 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 no. Like actually you have like like the worst <laughs> right. Well actually isn't a source. Game. I'm asking, do you have a source? Nah nah, dead ass. I'll pull that, it up for you. Yeah. No, that's please, a, that's please. Source, dead ass. Dead ass. My fault. My fault. Listen, my fault. listen my to this fault. on Fields. Here's here's the last five games that Justin Fields played last year. 25 against San Francisco, 18 against Pittsburgh, three against Baltimore, but he played 50% of the snaps. He didn't finish the whole game. He wasn't having a good game, but he didn't even play. He barely played half the game. And then 18 against Green Bay, 16 against Minnesota. And in those five games, in rushing attempts, 10, 8, 4, 9, and 7. I mean, there was certainly some promise there as he went in deeper into the season, especially with the rushing ability, and I think there's some upside there. Okay, hey, ben, so- I'll, ben, I'll give you that take. Justin Fields will be a guy I can adding to my team when my starting quarterback is on by. Justin Fields had a 73 passer rating. That's worse than Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, David Mills, Tua, less less worse than a lot of he was he was ranked number thirty. I I know I I I just think I I don't have to see him be a great real life quarterback to have fantasy value. The dude is the dude is an incredibly athletic talent, and even with a defensive coach, I think it'll be unlocked a little bit more than whatever the heck they had going on in Matt Nagy. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I guess I should I should preface that statement by saying I'm an Ohio State fan, so there probably is some Justin Fields bias in there. Maybe only definitely. Maybe a little bit. Oh, let's get a prediction. Where and who will draft Odell Beckham Jr. in our league? DJ or Mason in like the 14th round. It's got to be DJ or Mason. I don't think I'm going hot take. I'm going hot take here. I think Alex does. 
He yeah. If, if there's a third guy that would, it'd be him. I'm taking. I'm I'm taking Alex Simonak. You I would bet here so much him. money on Mason though. I definitely got DJ taking him. For sure, DJ. It's gotta maybe be Alex. Like... It's gotta be Alex. I mean, shit. If he ended up on the Bills or something, dude. I even think Alex might take Antonio Brown for shits and giggles. Like, last pick of the draft doesn't matter. I think he's taking Antonio Brown. I'd throw that out there. Who's going to be the funny guy to take Rob Gronkowski in the last round? Mm, That's not a bad one. Connor Finn. Yeah. uh, Ben, are you going to draft Colin Kaepernick? You do it in Madden all the time. Uh. <laughs> I think I think it depends on how the rest of my uh, team shapes out. Fair we're enough. gonna have to we're Fair gonna enough. have to wait and see on that one. Is He's Tim a viable Tebow still box. classified as a tight end. I would assume that you can find him in here somewhere. That's who Connor would take. That's that's who Connor would take. He would take Tebow. He would take Tebow. Is Taysom Hill still classified as a tight end for Ooh. fantasy? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a sleeper. Keep Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, Donovan, Donovan will take two. Shut the fuck up. It, it says here that he's adapting to a new role. He's adjusting to more of a tight end role. Is anyone ballsy enough to take Felipe Frank's quarterback turn tight end? Who wants him? And that way in offense. I think I'd rather have, like, Kyle Rudolph back up. Like Julio Jones. I think I'd rather just take Jimmy Clausen at tight end. I know he's not a tight end, but I'd just rather take him. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I'd rather have JJ or Sega Whiteside. Philly. Ooh. Ooh, name just converted drop. the tight end. Big time. Name. I want Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> that's it. That's a good one. Oh fuck. What what was his name? Uh the dude that was tied in for the Broncos with Peyton Manning's there. Julius What's Thomas. Julius Thomas. Yeah, him. That was one heck of a pick. I remember people thought he was going to be good in Jacksonville when he literally fell off the face of the planet. Peyton Manning made that guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously. That offense was crazy with him, Eric Decker, and uh, Nosha Moreno, and Darius Thomas. I was – I was going to say the same thing with Eric Decker that I said with Julius Thomas, but then I remember Decker went to the Jets and had like a decent season. Decker, Decker was like a decent receiver. I think that was the year that they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. and That they was were, a fun team. They were a game away from making the playoffs, but Rex Ryan and the Bills ironically kept them out of it. Great season. What, what, I think what that year was, like, was that, 2014? 2015 maybe? I think – I think that was the year I beat you in fantasy uh, because of Brandon McManus. It was like that Bronco. Yeah, it was Bengals. It was 2015. Up, yep. Where AJ McCarron was starting for the Bengals. Yep. Because that was year the Bengals were good and AJ McCarron played Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And then it was it was Marshall's first year in, in New York. So that was 2015. He, he was another guy. He was great there for a year. Yeah. And then just everything in 2016 for that team was just atrocious. People forget that Ryan Fitzpatrick threw like seven picks in one game against the Chiefs. That game, I feel like that game never gets talked about. Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing seven interceptions in a game against the Chiefs. 
I think uh, I think our next episode might be the season preview, the NFL season preview. It's probably my favorite episode of the year um, for the what will this be our third or our second? I think our second. Got to do a post draft interview. Uh, yeah. Post draft podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do a post draft yeah, for sure. Look, I'm going to start pumping out blogs once this whole work phase is done with. Uh, I'm going to pump out my fantasy rankings. Um, I'm actually considering doing my fantasy football power rankings through my blog this year. Upgrading okay. from my yes, notes app. We'll see. We'll have to see how you draft. If you draft a quarterback late, I may put you up. Hate to break it to you. Hate to break it to you. But uh, we'll see. I'll think about posting uh, weekly power ranking blogs. Uh, I'll obviously do my season preview so we can have uh, have some notes that everyone can go back to uh, when I inevitably get things wrong or right. You heard from four former champions today. You have no excuse to go out and not win your league now. I think we dropped some expert advice. Just lay off the trades unless like you absolutely have to, but I destroyed my team last year making trades. So just, just draft a good team and then don't force yourself into making stupid trades. Ali would disagree. Yes, I know he would. Ali has already constructed eight trades right now before the draft. I definitely have Julio Jones in like nine trade packages before we start right now. I figured. The guys <laughs> that just nobody wants at all. <laughs> Man, man was throwing kickers in trade packages last year. He's like, oh, that's, he's that's the most underrated one. position. But he's the number one kicker. When you got you someone like, like Bucker, like dropping like nine, ten a game is, is different. When he, then when you got someone like fucking Matt Gay dropping like three. Matt Gay was a good kicker last year. Wasn't nah, that was just, I, I was just throwing his name out there because I don't like his name. <laughs> no, you know who was an insane kicker was Nick Folk out of the Patriots. I had him, like 15. I tried trading for Nick Folk, but I couldn't get him. Real, he was getting real, real, real trade value right there. <laughs> he was crazy. I had the duo of Nick Folk and Patriots defense in my family league, and they were getting like over at least over 10 points every week. It was insane. At least it was Evan McPherson is a league winner this year. Draft him in the eighth round. <laughs> I'm telling you, a league winner. What about Justin Tucker? Hey, you can't go wrong with Mother Tucker. No, you can't. No matter what, Dylan Car- Daniel Carlson, Raiders. Dylan Carlson, mid. Daniel Carlson. I think he was a, he was a number one or two kicker last year for like a week. The whole season, he had, he had, he had like he had to finish outside the top ten. Because you know what the problem is, and the, he actually will get less points this year. I bet it's because the Raiders had the issue of getting in the red zone and not scoring touchdowns. Always settle for field goals. I hope they don't. I hope Daniel Carlson doesn't get as much points this year. He won't uh, strictly because um, the Raiders didn't tie the Chargers last year, and I still hold a grudge yeah. against them. There you go. Um, who will be – Who? when will the first defense be taken, and who will it be? Ooh, uh, I w- honest to God, honest to God, I wouldn't count me out of the equation. Bill's defense? I, I love me a good defense. My team's the Bill's. I don't hate it. Because the first guy to take a defense every year gets clowned hard. 
everyone's yeah. laughing. <laughs> he really just did that in the twelfth round. Hey, I don't give a shit. I'm the defending champ. How can you clown the defending champ? That's what I want to know. How do you? You can't. I'm telling you right now, I might be taking the Bills defense in the 11th round, 11th, 12th round. If I don't like my depth options there, who knows? Might as well take the best defense. Hey, they can get you good 10, 12 points a game. We're drafting a depth guy, only get you seven points, and you're not even starting it. Respect. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Respect. That's why I take good care of the seventh round. <laughs> Better be McPherson. That's a league winner. Who gets more point game this year, Ali? Rashad Bateman or Evan McPherson? The other, the other option. Like, as soon as he said Rashad Bateman, <laughs> I knew it was the other option. <laughs> Big Rashad Bateman hater over here. I think he'll – I don't know if this is bold or not, but I think he's definitely going to be a top 20 wide receiver. And that year. is pretty bold. Nah, that's that not be, bold. No, that's not bold. Started. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly, like, on receiver rankings, I don't know what wide receiver. You're setting receiver. Lar bo- low for our boy Bateman. Maybe. He'll be, he will be a top 20 wide receiver this year. I, here, I'll be the bold one for our, our Bateman fans. Rashard Bateman will be a top 12 wide receiver by the end of this year. I don't know if I'm that confident. That is pathetic. <laughs> that is pathetic. You're a fucking Panthers fan. Deal with Baker and where his goddamn you, commercials. Where do you have DJ Moore finishing, Ali? Um, honestly, top it all 10. just falls in how our all line is. He, he could be top 15. He could be I top think he will be. Top 15. I think it all just falls on our all line pretty much. I got him top 15, though. It's fair. It's very fair. I think I think Justin Jefferson makes it very close between him and Cup for wide receiver one. Like I think the gap will be shortened than what it was last year because I think they are going to find every possible way to get him the ball, just like they did with Cup. And I know they're kind of different skill sets in terms of receivers, but I think he's in, in store for a huge year. Ali, we didn't talk about him once. I have no idea how. Probably because you're you're trying to gatekeep. You want to keep him all to yourself. But where does Amon Ross St. Brown finish? Is he a top 20 receiver? No. He's definitely a top 20 receiver for sure. Number one okay. around in the league. Jared Gobb got something to prove. He wants to go in there. He, he wants to win. And if you've seen like some like the recent like flying clips that you see all over Instagram, they, they want to win. I like their coach. I like their quarterback. Um, yeah, I definitely think he um, makes a strong case. Like, my, he might crack the top ten, honestly. Um, like, the Ooh, last, no like, three, four weeks, I'm gonna, I might have been wide receiver one. They did draft a wide receiver, but I, I don't think it affects him too much. I think he's the wide receiver one in that offense. I think he, 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 I think he goes for a top ten finish. All right, all right. I'm getting shit on the check. Here I am no longer the host, Donovan. You took back over. No, as host. no, 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 no. I don't know. You how to, are I don't the host for this host. episode. Yeah. I was no, late. No, no. I don't. I don't. I serve. was interim host. I was interim yeah. host. I was the placeholder host. Our host came back. No, 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 look, no, no, no. Look, 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 look. I've never closed out the episode before, but yeah. So I'm, now is your time. Now this, is your time. It's all, it's all you. I I'm have to figure it out. Fucking fly. You fucking figure it out. All right, 
Thank you. I'll close it off if y'all don't got it. Hey, check out Donovan. What's the best way to find your blog? Uh, follow my Twitter. Um, I uh, repost those every day. I'm going to uh, post them on my Snapchat a lot more. Um, but follow the Tub Talk Sports Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we'll post them on there as well. All right. And the username for that, that's important, Donovan, see? Ooh, These are the things you got to do as host. These are things you got to do as host. At Tub Talk Sports on Twitter. Make sure you give a follow. We're going to be reposting uh, Donovan's blogs. We're going to be giving you updates on our podcasts and on our fantasy seasons. Um, thank you guys for joining us tonight. We will see you with a NFL season preview very soon. Um, you got the best advice. Four champions right here. I said it before. You guys have a great rest of your night.